Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Saul Weinerb, your host. We now move on to Ishayahu, Isaiah 10b, the second podcast on Perak Yud, the 10th chapter of Isaiah. For the first time in Ishayahu, but certainly not for the last, Ishayahu now turns his words directly and pays attention towards a different nation, the people of Assyria. One of the most important aspects of Yeshayahu in his mission and his writings and his purpose is his universal appeal to all the nations of the world. He was not just concerned parochially with his own nation of Judah and his close cousins in the northern kingdom of Israel, but his concern was for the spiritual and moral well-being of all of the nations of the world. Yehuda, Judah, was only to be the messenger of God to bring justice and righteousness to the entire world. But ultimately, Yeshayahu's message was meant for all. We may not think of the prophets as classical philosophers. However, it should be clear to anyone familiar with monotheistic theology that the basis of Jewish and all philosophy or all monotheistic religious philosophy is derived originally from the words of the prophets. One of the most basic questions that religious philosophers grapple with is the question of the will of God and how it is that God can allow one human being to cause harm to another. The familiar question goes as follows. Clearly, God would not allow harm to befall a person or a nation unless he felt that the nation deserved such punishment for some reason. If this is so, then when one person carries out violence against another, must it not be the case that the aggressor was carrying out the will of God? If so, why do we punish the aggressor for doing what he was supposed to do in the first place? Obviously, God wanted that person to get hurt. There are, of course, many ways to understand this. But Yeshayahu directly tackles this issue in the upcoming famous speech to the nation of Assyria. The bottom line is that when one person or nation harms another, it is always for their own gain. It is in their own arrogance and for the purpose of appeasing their own lust for power and to crush others beneath them. It is never done for the glory of God. Yeshayahu teaches us that when one acts for the glory of God, one does not commit violence against other human beings. Let us now hear Yeshayahu's own words as he speaks to Assyria. I will start with verse 5. Hoy Ashur Shevet Api Umatehu Zami. Woe is to Ashur. Woe is to Assyria. Some commentators translate the Hebrew word hoy as a call to attention, like listen up. <coughs> Others look at it as a warning, similar to the English, woe is to Ashur. I'm translating it as a warning. So woe is to Ashur as they have been chosen to be the rod of my anger. They have been chosen to be the instrument through which the kingdoms of Israel and Judah will be punished. Why is this a warning? Why is this woe? Because being in the position of power against other human beings is very dangerous indeed, as we shall see as we continue the study of this chapter. I am sending him against an ungodly nation. I am sending Assyria against a goy chonef, a haughty nation, am evrati, a nation against whom I am angry, I am sending them to become their overlords, to take tribute, to exact payments, even booty, but monetary booty. 
I'm sending them to cause a national subservience to Assyria, yes, and to humble the nation of Israel and Judah like the humbleness of the dirt in the streets. But note, nowhere, nowhere has God given permission for violence. Nowhere has God given permission for, for rape and pillage and murder and slaughter. But he, Assyria, does not imagine such things in his own heart. That's not what he's thinking in his heart. Why? What is he thinking? He is thinking, I want to destroy. And to destroy and cut off and end other nations. He's not thinking about being my messenger against Israel and Judah. He's imagining his mind that he's going to wipe out and extinguish other nations. To destroy, meaning, I want to make my culture dominant. I want to destroy the unique and special cultures of the nation that I dominate. This is against God's purpose. God wants and respects and desires the special contributions of all nations. It is the nature of the haughty nation to ignore the fact that all these nations have something special to contribute, have something special to contribute to the, the tapestry of the human creations that God created on this world. What does he say? Because he says, and this is verse 8, he thinks, I am powerful. I am so powerful that each one of my generals has an army that's larger than the entire armies of these nations. All he looks at is his own power. That's all he sees. He doesn't see anything special in the people he's conquering. This is a famous verse. This is verse 10. Karkamish is a nation they conquered. It's just like Kalno, another city. Just like Karpad, a nation that they conquered is Hamas, another city that they conquered. Just like Damascus is Shomron, the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel. They're all the same. They're all just nations that are less powerful than us. A narcissistic and aggressive nation or person don't look at their enemies and others as each being special and having their own unique culture. They're all the same. They're all the other. We can just crush them. Just like my hand is powerful enough to destroy all of these other nations and their idols, Hufsilehem and their idols, the same thing. Just like I did to the northern kingdom and their idols. The same thing I will do to Jerusalem. This is a very astute and important observation that Yeshayahu is making. The powerful nation doesn't look at the, something unique and special. And such a powerful nation, when they look towards Jerusalem, will see them and their gods as just one of all the other gods, they won't be able to, they won't even be capable of understanding the special mission that Ishayahu is trying to teach, the special mission that Jerusalem has, the special mission to teach ethical monotheism, the idea that there is one God, the idea that the entire world is subservient to this one God, and that what this one God wants is justice and righteousness towards the weak and the poor. Had they been able to think this way, had they not been arrogant, they never would have set out to destroy it, nor would they ever have set out to destroy any of the nations that they conquered. So what does he think? Just like I did to everyone else, I can crush them just like I did to all the others. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. 
Uh, in the next podcast, 10C, we are going to look at the continuation of Yeshayahu's speech to Assyria and what they can expect the retribution against them eventually to be.